just think rich people, man. Like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to What A Way To Go. This is a podcast about unusual deaths, near misses and bizarre stories. Boom. Um, we're your hosts. We are. I'm yeah. Eleanor. I am Sarah. <laughs> Fine. And I'm Claire. Exactly. I liked the energy. That was good. Yeah, I'm bringing it. That was bringing good. Bringing it today. We've been running circuits in the warm-up. <laughs> running lines. Shadow boxing. Getting really pumped up for the running up and downstairs, <laughs> the trench coat. No, not a trench coat. What is he wearing, Rocky? Oh, I've never seen it. Just like jog, like a tracksuit. No? Tracksuit, a, tracksuit, a grey tracksuit. Tracksuit, that was trench it. Coat. Trench coat. That could work as well. You're thinking of uh, the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing out another Matrix. Did you yeah, hear that? Yeah, what? That. With, really? with, with Keanu and what's well, this is his Karen. Keanu is is the boy, the internet's boyfriend, 2019, and also one that we're never going to hear a hashtag me too story about. I think one would fucking hope not. No, I think I think we're good. I think we're good with Keanu. Well done, well done, Keanu. No, Keanu. We're all pretty happy. We're all pretty pumped to be here. We're mostly pumped because Juicebox Citrus IPA is on the Tesco beer offer these days. There's so many people that could sponsor us that would get some really good value out of us. Tesco, A. Yeah. But Juicebox IPA. <laughs> they need it in Tesco as well. Yeah. Pretty, definitely. pretty low market <laughs> brand. This start-up. A little punchy mm. start-up. Any Prosecco, mm. basically, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, hummus. hummus. Any yeah. hummus. What I way mean, to go is sponsored by Hummus and the... Um... Walker Sensations Poppadoms. <laughs> we do eat those a lot. I am really enjoying the addition of the fluffles today as well, can I just oh, say. you're welcome. Yeah, thanks Claire Daly. Claire went out on a limb and she absolutely won it. I took a punt and it's paid off. I got a leaving present from work. I finished my contract listeners, Bryony, who I work with, probably listen still. Um, and they got me a bunch of sunflowers. Nice. nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Never not appreciative of flowers. Two bottles of Prosecco. Great. Very me. On brand. And a super drug voucher. Again, oh, very me. It was yeah. like the perfect leaving. Perfect. Like nice little kind of bits and pieces. And super drug listeners is the best, UK listeners, is the best um, shop for cruelty free mm-hmm. bits and pieces. So. You once recommended the vitamin E serum to me and I've never looked back. I've on my Three seventh. years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. How I'm good on that my is. first at the moment and Oof. I'm really enjoying it. First okay. ever. I thought I bought you one. Okay. Uh, before that, in the meantime, should we just tell some stories? Yes. So I go first this week. I've got a bit of a weird one. Fine. Bear with. If we've got the same story again, oh I'm gosh. going to lose my mind. Oh, I don't think we will have. <laughs> but mine's quite weird. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It won't be. It won't be. It won't be. Yeah, go, go, okay, go. Mine, Give us a preamble. Mine is weird. And it's technically a series of near misses with one common connection. Okay. My interest is peaked. Crack on. (laughs) Sarah. So, we'll start with the crux of the story. The crutch. Stop laughing, you child. (laughs) I'm just really worried we've got the same thing. Do you think we we have? No, no, no. no. Not really. 
No, no, okay. <laughs> I think okay. we've got the no. It would be fucking weird if we did. So, tell me what it is. Tell us what it is. If you've got the same again, we're okay. cancelling the I've podcast. Got a, I've got a quick it's... qualifying question. Is yours predominantly in the USA? Oh, okay, fine. Phew. All right, fine. No. Go. Okay. Jess Tinsley and her friends had planned a five-mile circular stroll through nearly 5,000 acres, that's 2,000 hectares, of woodland in in Hampstead Forest in County Durham, a Sunday evening in early August of this year. Three hours later, they were completely lost. And telling BBC News afterwards, they were in a field and had absolutely no idea where they were. Jess is quoted as saying, we were in a field and had no idea where we were. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Copy and paste. Yeah, really, really good. Really um, good. Good analysis. Yeah, really good. Um, she's 24 and she's a care worker from Newton Eycliffe. Um, she said, it was absolutely horrendous. I was joking about and trying to laugh about it all because I knew if I didn't laugh, I would cry. At 10.30, so quite a few hours after they already gone for the walk they found a spot with phone reception and managed to dial 999 sorry 10.30pm <laughs> sorry 10.30pm yeah so they set out at, sorry like uh, maybe like 5 o'clock okay in the evening right. mm-hmm. I mean yeah well like yeah it says 3 hours later so mm-hmm. 7 o'clock if you're going to be pedantic about it no I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm going AM or PM but obviously PM. it's PM. Okay. so an hour after dark in August basically 9.30s cut off in it anyway and then the the 999 um call handler instructed the girls to download an app within minutes of downloading the app the girls were able to tell the police kicked converged soccer and the police said they knew exactly where the group was what i love that you don't know what this is no idea the soaked and freezing walkers were swiftly found by the Teasdale and Weirdale Search and Mountain Rescue Team. Story one. Story two. In March of this year... Three is this like a, a, a riddle? No. Okay. This is this is why I'm doing it. It's so fucking interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, in March of this year, three seemingly unconnected words have helped rescue a mother and daughter after a really bad car crash in remote rural Somerset. What? The Somerset! Co- Somerset! Big ups. <laughs> the coordinates weekend foggy earphones allowed police to exactly pinpoint their location and rescue them quickly, not long after they crashed. What the fuck? I have no idea what's going on. I feel um, like I've got a head injury. <laughs> what are you talking about? Other examples of this app being used... A call handler used it to send someone to to rescue a victim of sexual assault, being held hostage, and then capture the offender. What? A member of the public used it to locate a remote riverside path where she found a lost child. Are you just pushing an app? Um, <laughs> I am, but it's, not, it's deep, not a spawn a con. Deep, a deep, yeah, deep spawn con. Deep, deep spawn con. Spawn Imagine. Con. No, I'm just, it's fucking fascinating. Um, a taxi driver used it to locate a, a drunk man lying in a road. And then it was also used to pinpoint the exact location of um, a bad road accident. Not the same one as the Somerset one. What is the app? 
You might ask. Everyone's asking. Is it like a one that we all know? No, it's a, oh, it's okay. a, like a, it's like a recent development. It's not, oh, okay. but the app's been around for a while. But it's a recent thing that's it's helping so many people so quickly. So the app is called What Three Words. Oh, did you read about this? No, I saw something about this. Is it something to do with like the whole of Britain is divided up into squares? The whole of the world. The whole of the world, and it's something to do with people's search terms, or no? So no, it's not search So. I'll go on to it. Oh my god! What three words? I'm, I'm absolutely this is gripped. Me out. <laughs> what three words? Use and this. Oh, sorry, this. I mean, we obviously don't have to say this, but it's definitely not sponsored. It's just fucking interesting. So this is why I'm doing it. But also download the app and don't die, please. Um. So what three words uses a grid made up of 57 trillion squares, measuring three meters by three meters, and each square has been assigned three random oh words. Oh, my God. You can lo- locate yourself on the app, and if you need to call 911, you can tell the operator the three words that you are exactly in. Oh, my God. And they will be able to find you much more easily. It's particularly handy in rural locations or on long roads with a single postcode and can even be used offline. So there's more and more emergency services that are saying download that this app. unbelievable. And also, rather than you going whatever phone you have app store um, android whatever they send you a link and it's easily downloadable as well as long as you've got a signal obviously um so, so you don't need 4g or anything do we you? do need signal to be able to download it but you don't need to go scrolling through they can send it they're sending it to people directly so they can download it straight away so the person that founded it is a guy called chris Sheddick, um, and he said that he was inspired by his childhood in rural hertfordshire he is quoted as saying, our postcode did not point to our house. You always have this. Mm. Whenever you get like an Airbnb... I mean, this is very middle class. <laughs> Sorry, guys. One simply can't find the Airbnb. You get given a postcode and it's very different to where you actually are mm. yeah. when you're trying to find a, a location. Anyway, um, our postcode did not point to our house. We got we got so used to getting postmates for other people or having to stand in the road to flying down delivery drivers. I tried to get people to use longitude and latitude, but that never caught on. And it it made me think, how can you compress 16 digits into something much more user-friendly? In his early career, he worked in music and was often losing percussionists or people that were part uh, meant to be part of his team and he even records one incident in which a keyboard player rang him to say he to say he had sound checked the wrong wedding so even when he'd given them the postcode or even mm, when he'd given mm-hmm. them the location that they were meant to be going still people got lost so he came up with this idea and with a mathematician friend they worked out they would need 40,000 words to cover the entire planet fuck this is so amazing isn't that mad isn't that mad like it's kind of like it's not but it's basic in the sense that it's like let's separate everything into into as much detail as possibly can and then give people three coordinates that aren't numbers that are words That are just bespoke to that one square. That is unbelievable. It blows my mind. Um, So many emergency services across the country, the UK, have begun integrating the app into their operations. How good. How amazing. Yeah, exactly. And it was even used in emergency situations during the Muslim pilgrimage in Saudi Arabia, apparently. Um, but no, not only is it useful in an emergency, the app has been helping tourists as well. So Lonely Planet's guide for Mongolia uses what three words and the country has adopted it for its postal services, I think wow. this year. Um, 
And Lee Wilkes from Cornwall Fire and Rescue Service said it is absolutely vital in tackling moorland fires. He said, instead of saying, meet at the gate and get directed from there, we can be absolutely specific about where our crew needs to be and ensure that we're using our time appropriately to deal with the matter at hand. So it's really, really fascinating. So what I haven't done ready for this podcast is download and see where we are and what our our names are. Oh, yeah. But what I do have is um, the door of 10 Downing Street. Big uh, pile of shit. <laughs> Big pile of shit. <laughs> I don't think swear words are allowed on the app. Mm, um, it's a um, missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> is, well, it's close enough. Slurs this shark. I quite like oh, it. Yeah. And then the area across the road where the pet the press congregate is stagey pushy nuns. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So there we go. Just a weird series of near misses that could have ended in fatalities, but were saved by an app called What Three Words. And yeah, it's been it, it went viral kind of last week in the BBC and it had previously gone viral earlier this year when the Somerset um accident happened. And um, originally, the press around it was saying that they've created it because lots of homeless people or disadvantaged people don't have a fixed abode. Mm. And this could prove to be their fixed abode um, if they were living on the streets or if they were living in kind of like a halfway house. But then more recent press press coverage has talked about... um, locating people in accidents and things like that but regardless if it's helping people in any way it's such a genius idea everybody download it don't get lost in the woods Ugh. save yourself what three it's words so good so if, I had no idea. if you don't have any coverage you don't have any gps whatever you can still use it so if you've got the app you should still be able to know exactly where That's you amazing. are and then i, I guess don't you could think... sms couldn't you, you could yeah text someone I don't think that you could download it. Like, you couldn't be given the um, link and download it if you had no service. Mm. But those coordinates are the coordinates for that area, regardless of whatever. That's so amazing. Like, my my mind is a little bit blown. So a lot of work that... A lot of stuff that we do at work is about, like... Or a particular programme we have at work is about, like, safety in cities for girls and a big part of that is where you, you have like informal settlements where there's just no street names yeah so you couldn't really like say if a girl was in trouble getting harassed you couldn't say oh, i'm at the corner of you know fifth and 42nd because there's just no you're just like i'm just here i don't know where yeah. i am that could that could have massive implications Definitely. to just be able to say this is like the exact square that i'm in yeah mm. but also like for instance, if you're in a completely new area and you have a car crash mm. and you're like, oh, I've no idea what the road is. Mm. I think I'm on the A2030. Like, I've no idea. Mm. Here's my exact location. You're fucking blind drunk and you've been mugged. Or you're just blind drunk and you've been sick on the side of the road and your friends left you. Remember, this is a bit of a tangent. Remember we found that random drunk girl on like oh, yeah. one yeah. o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and she poor, was obviously... Poor little girl, yeah. Yeah, she was obviously like either drugged or she was just way beyond her limits wouldn't necessarily be able to tell what country she was in, let alone where she was mm. in, in in that city. It could be so helpful for lots of different people. And the fact that they... I think there was a, a wider story that I read that it was like they were... At first, they were really overwhelmed the possibility of how they would allocate all the, the, the trillion squares to each other. And they thought they'd have to... If they were going to use words, they thought they'd have to use so many. But they were very surprised that it was only 40,000 that they ended mm, up needing yeah, to yeah. use and the different ways that they work. Mm. And I don't think they've been particularly, like, 
cutting with where they've named things. They've just no, been quite yeah, random with it. That's so fucking good. Fucking fascinating. Oh my God, I love and it. And I don't currently know if they make any money from it, but I suppose if services start using it or yeah. need the pl- applied application to use it, they will make money from it. I hope they do. This is such a cool tool. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really imp- really impressive. So yeah. Download it. What three words? Not sponsored. <laughs> so good. It's great. Yeah. Never heard of it. I'm glad we don't have the same story. No, we definitely don't. Mine, <laughs> I was is, really mine is quite different. <laughs> okay. But That's... mine is also weird. Okay. Go on, hit us. Shall I? Yeah. Do it. How much do you all know about snake churches? Oh, fuck off. What? No, thank you. Do you have any snakes idea? made from churches, do, snakes do, do, run do, by oh, churches. Sorry, is this a totally new phrase to both of you? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Churches made by snakes. That's all I was I said it the wrong way around. No. So this is so snake churches are predominantly like a southern state of the US thing. And they use live snakes as part of their Worship. No, thank you. It's part of their church practice. Is it a specific denomination? What religion is it? Let me tell you. Okay, you're coming on to it. Good. I'm quite glad neither of you have even heard of it because I had before I saw this particular story, I was I knew I knew kind of nebulously about snake churches, but didn't really know much about it. So let me tell you. Um, snake handling as a religious rite is observed in a small number of isolated churches, mostly in the United States. Usually characterised as rural and part of the holiness movement. So that's basically particular subdivisions of Christianity. So either holiness, Pentecostals, charismatics, or other evangelicals. Is that all denominations of Christianity? Yeah. My mum's mum was a Pentecostal. Really? It was fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, I could probably have like looked up on each of those particular subdivisions, but I could probably go ham on that, to be honest. So, the people that practice snake handling as a religious rite, they adhere to a literal interpretation of a passage from the Gospel of Mark in the King James Bible, and the passage is this. And these signs shall follow them that believe... In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So basically they're handling venomous snakes to prove that God is protecting them. So if something happens to them, they won't die. Die. If God loves them. Let's go into it so snake handlers don't worship the snakes instead they use the snakes to show non-christians that god protects them from harm so in church services that are relevant to this practice when they feel the anointing of the holy spirit come upon them these christians reach into boxes pick up venomous snakes and hold them up as they pray sing and dance now i've heard a couple of references when i was researching this to also, it's not just holding them. I've heard that they tread on them as well, which is that's not nice. Yeah, no. it's not nice at all. I mean, they're keeping them that. in boxes anyway. Uh, I have heard reference, and in fact, I've seen a photo of someone treading on a snake mm. to, as like part of this. Maybe I'm not their fans, but they don't need to be. No, maybe mm. the whole bad PR about snakes is just because we're dicks to them. Maybe they're actually just really cool guys, and they don't like being kept in boxes or tunnels. Well, yeah, that's the same with like any animal, really. Like they don't attack. Killer whales. Just, 
Oh, Killer whales have never killed anyone in captivity. Hosted <laughs> by my own captivity. <laughs> Just a They're protecting themselves. They're more scared of us than we are of them. Exactly. But yeah. killer whales are cunts. <laughs> Gathering mainly in homes and converted buildings, snake handlers generally adhere to strict dress codes such as uncut hair, ankle length dresses, and no cosmetics for women, boo, <laughs> and short hair and long sleeve shirts for men. Most preach against any use of tobacco and alcohol, and a lot of these are in like uh, like Appalachian states or Appalachian kind of um, not dwellings. What's the right word for like a little habitation habitat? What's the right word? Yeah, like kind of from the Appalachians. Um, so this is like super rural, relatively um, unprogressed in terms of. The outside world. Yeah. So this particular story that I'm going to tell you is about Pastor Mac Walford. And this came to my attention. So, I, you know, we talked about, like, what's our research? Like, what do we choose to, to, to research on? I was yeah. like, I bet snake churches have had some fucked up stuff. Right. And how did out. you know about snake churches? Do you I even don't really know. Up? Like, I feel like it's just seeped into my subconscious through, like books yeah, maybe tv them. or something like definitely snake churches was a thing like i've always i've always known that it's like a particular you know real southern america preacher thing um it's tiny populations like it's not it's not many people that do it but yeah. it was it was definitely so i googled and i was like let's see what's happening here and i came across um these this photojournalism piece so i'll, I'll tell you about this so Pastor Mac Walford lived in McDowell County in West Virginia and belonged to the full gospel apostolic Apostolic hmm. House of the Lord Jesus, one of the few remaining small Appalachian Pentecostal sects known as sign followers. In May 2012, a Californian photographer named Lauren Pond, so it was her, it was basically an article about her that drew me to this. Um, so Lauren had been photographing Wolford and his congregation for some time. Uh, she was scared of snakes. Uh, she, she was yeah. <laughs> overcoming her own fear as she shot rattlesnakes and copperheads being coiled around the arms and necks of worshippers no, as you. they reaffirmed their faith in the divine. So part, so in May 2012, Lauren, the photographer, was with uh, Mac Walford at an outdoor service deep in the Appalachian Hills. I really want to go to the Appalachian Hills. It's like... Sounds really gorgeous, but it's in South America. But it, no, it, no, in like southern, southern states. But it it goes all it goes really far up the east yeah, coast. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Bill Bryson did his walk in the woods there. It sounds really nice to hike in, but not to worship snakes. No, well, no one snakes. did that anywhere. To be fair, um, so Lauren, the photographer, was with Wolford at an outdoor service. Um, Woodford, Wolford held and then walked on a timber rattlesnake called Old Yeller he had owned for several years. Pond noted that the previous year's benevolent energy had been replaced by an odd sense of urgency. So she'd been following and photographing, photographing, <laughs> photographing Wolford and his ilk for, for like long over a year. Um, and she felt that there was like a bit of an energy change in this, in, in this outdoor ceremony. As she was taking her photos, she noted suddenly an eerie stillness fell over the picnic site the cause quickly became clear Wolford had been bitten Mm-mm. eight hours later he was dead oh shit 
his family and followers, having respected his steadfast refusal to send for medical treatment until it was too late, had basically observed it happen. So strong was their belief that his fate was solely in God's hands. And also, if he said, don't call anyone, yeah. you're going to want to respect, respect the whiskey. That, yeah. Whiskey? <laughs> the whiskey. Whiskey. Respect that whiskey. Respect yeah. the wishes of someone so senior. Yeah. So they they were so like firm in their belief that this is God's will. I just just snuck off behind a tree, just called nine nine nine, or used the app. Or oh, use the app. Just three to get people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What three words? What three words? Come on, daily. <laughs> so, um, and basically, it turns out this happens fairly regularly, like well, like. Considering, so, the data on the numbers of churches and people that practice this kind of thing is super, super vague and mm. imprecise anyway, but there's certainly been, like, at least 100 deaths due to snake handling. Jesus. In, like, I, I, I can't remember the time frame, but it was it's like, it's like hundreds, mm. you know, over 100, 150 people have died from this practice since... Records began. Since records began, which was probably like 50 years ago. So, um, and so Lauren Pond, the photographer, her book called Test of Faith, Signs, Serpents and Salvation chronicles her time among the sign followers. It includes images that track Walford's agonising final hours as he is carried semi-conscious and drenched in sweat to a nearby chair by members of the congregation. He was then driven from the service to his mother-in-law's house where he died. There are powerful images of him lying prone on a couch while his family pray around him. Bloody hell. Yeah, so like Matt Walford is like a, a single example that has that stands out because he was part of this kind of photojournalism thing. The photos are pretty amazing. I don't know what kind of necessarily necessarily drove well, um, Lauren Pond to like decide to photograph this kind of sect or this practice, um, but I guess it plays into a lot of kind of religious beliefs that stop medical intervention like mm. Jehovah's Witnesses I think mm. can't, can't have things like drugs and yeah. blood transfusions mm-hmm. and stuff so you know although Mac Walford's story isn't is one of a hundred a hundred odd it's kind of more about the practice that I thought was pretty unbelievable so over to the legal side mm. Most religious snake handlers are still found in the Appalachian Mountains and other parts of southeastern states, especially in Alabama, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, West Virginia and South Carolina. In 2004, there were also four snake handling congregations in the provinces of Alberta and British Columbia in really? Canada. Mm. Wow. So, the states of Alabama, Kentucky and Tennessee have passed laws against the use of venomous snakes and or other reptiles that endanger the lives of others or without a permit. Snake handling is legal in the state of West Virginia as the current state constitution does not allow any law to impede upon nor promote a religious practice. Snake handling was made a felony punishable by death under Georgia law in 1941 following the death of a seven-year-old from a rattlesnake bite. Yeah, they fucking hate abortion. Get fucked, Mm -hmm. Georgia. However, the punishment was so severe that juries would refuse to convict and the law was repealed in 1968. This is an interesting one. In 1992, 
Glenn Summerford, a serpent-handling preacher, was convicted of attempted murder of his wife with a rattlesnake. Oh, my God. Ooh. Right? Um, this guy, a, a journalist covering the Summerford trial, Dennis Covington, wrote a book called Salvation on Sand Mountain, and he discusses his first-hand investigative experiences at snake-handling churches in Appalachia. Because of their snake handling beliefs, the congregation didn't feel that Glenn Summerford should be convicted. That's outrageous. They fully believe that adherents need to handle the snakes as a demonstration of their having the Holy Spirit within. And if they get bitten by the snake, then they lack the true spirit. Moreover, if they're bitten, then the congregation prays over them. If they die, then God intended it. Did they to pray happen. over her? Because there's a very big difference between someone handling a snake in a congregation, i.e. like a church service on, mm. on a Sunday, and a snake biting someone versus him doing it in the privacy of his own mm. bedroom because no, so he I, fucking hates his wife. Yeah, I mean, good point. I, I, I don't know. I imagine it was in a okay, ceremony right. okay. and it was attempted, so I don't think she died. Good. But Well, she's the chosen one then. Yeah. yeah. He is not. Snake churches! Mad. There you go. Uh, I told you it was a bit weird. No, that I mean that is right up my alley. To be fair, <laughs> things like that really interest me. My my mum's family was Pentecostal when mm. she was growing up in like rural Finland, and some of the stories that she told me were mad yeah. about the way. Like, and you mentioned it. They speak in tongues, and it isn't like they speak another language. They speak as if they're talking through the devil or or something, and it's so weird, and it really fuck my mum up mm. with that kind of stuff I think that religion is very kind of divisive in lots of ways but snakes I've never really come across isn't it weird that that like obviously your mum grew up in Finland and that's very far away from like rural America and I know no, I know it's, it's just, like it's the Christianity, yeah, Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's still kind of like interesting that and that's people's default that's what they go to yeah, but I suppose that it's more, it ha especially with those the states that you mentioned towards the end as well. I think that it happens the the for one of a better description, the weirder things happen more um, ongoing in rural communities because they don't have the kind of other side of things to tell them that they're not meant to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, for instance, Pentecostals in Helsinki, I'm sure would have died out years before they did in rural in areas, rural areas. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, nobody definitely. else is telling them not to do that. Mm. But Pentecostal is a very extreme version of Christianity mm. um, and is frowned upon quite heavily. I thought you were going to do the story. There's a recent story. Hopefully, you've not got a snake story else, have you? No. There's a recent story of a guy getting bitten by a snake and a guy biting it back. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Fuck you, I'm going to bite you back. And I was like, well, that's not going to do anything. No. And then they both it's gonna die. It's going to anger it. Yeah. They both die? Yeah. How hard did he bite the snake? Pretty hard. Oh I think you can bite through a snake. Oh, oh no. fuck. Don't say that. Bite through it. I'll give it a go. He <laughs> bites me. <laughs> Uh, no. Um, you w you absolutely would not give, give it a go. I'd give it a go. I'd give it a go. <laughs> oh, if no. I was dying anyway. Um, I just, yeah, I find all of that quite fascinating anyway, but I also think, don't fucking tread on him yeah, then. Yeah, don't tread on me. It don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. It was retaliation. Like, if you're treading on a snake and he bites you, what do you expect? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. True. Don't fuck with them. Bells. Bells. Okay. Tell us a story. Okay. Mine's more 
more. <laughs> Maybe it's more of a collection of things. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Time. Magazine. Magazine, I guess. Or the concept. Big shout out to the concept of Time. Um, Time Magazine just got... Found, found a lot of stuff on there. Knocked out of the park for you this week. Yeah. Okay, cool. So hey, I'm just thinking of man of the year. Is it just a list of men of the year? Yeah, my favourite. Sweet. Favourite yeah. subject. Um, question for you both. I love a question opener. What is your favourite thing to eat or like something that you really want to try but you've not had yet? Prawn and pork dumplings from my neighbours, the dumplings in Clapton. Oh, so specific. Okay, they're your favourite things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could eat them all day, every day, until I die. Okay. I don't have one. I don't know. Okay, no pressure, no pressure. So, if you knew there was, like, quite a real chance that actually you could die, you ate them until you die, but, like, you could die quite soon from eating them, would you still give it a go? From eating them? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> if you knew that you could eat them, like but they'd kill 50, you. 50 50 or like 70 30. No, absolutely not. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, what are you trying Where to feed ourselves? <laughs> Fuck. Where is this guy? So, I went down the road of dangerous food. Ooh. Ooh. So, the first thing I looked into was. Fugu. Is that the blowfish? The blowfish. The blowfish. blowfish. Nice. It's in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it's it. It's actually. Yeah. Well. So, Fugu. The blowfish. So, in Japan, it's a delicacy. And in order to prepare and serve... The fugu. The fugu. Chefs have to take two to three years of training. No. So they I haven't can, got the time. So they're giving a fugu preparing license. So for a single dish, it can cost up to two hundred. I have it in pounds, but it might be the equivalent. The equivalent of. Um, I mean, I'd be interested to know what it tasted like. That it was worth. I, I hope is it, it's good. Is the is the cost equated to the taste, or so is the, it equated to the danger? The cost is equated to the art of amount that it takes for somebody to be able yeah. to prepare it. But then, if it just it. means you're tasting fish, like I've eaten fish, it's fine. <laughs> I can't imagine that, like anything tastes that good. But I don't know. It's just tasting danger. Sometimes you go out for a really delicious meal and you're like, "Yep, that was worth every penny." So. You feel like lactose intolerant. You just taste danger when you eat dairy. So yeah, stop, stop in a point sli- there. slightly different way, I would say. Yeah, less fishy and <laughs> more dairy-y. <laughs> less lethal, probably. Well, not if you've got a very bad stomach afterwards. <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. Um, anyway, so before they serve it, a chef would need to test the sushi to make sure it's safe. So it can't be served without the chef taking one for the old team, like how the royalty used to do. Like you have a you have a drink first. Cheers, you go first. Is it poisoned? Imagine being that that person up for that job. Like, oh yeah, I'll I'll test the queen's food in case it's poisoned. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Get, just do another job. No yeah. one cares. 
No, exactly. I'm aggressively ripping the broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> I was also like, some people didn't have a choice back then, daily. Like, it wasn't like, <laughs> no, come just on. Just work in, sh- in the kitchen. No, no, no. You taste the fucking Queen's food. No, but just go and do something else. Don't put your fucking life on the line. Have you seen queen. the favourite? What if you haven't no. got any other thing to do? Yeah, you know, but also, it's not about not having Well, down McDonald's, mate. You don't have anything else to do. You get told to do that job. It's like the lowest of the low. You get told to do it. It's not about choice in them days, mate. Fine. Have you heard about history? <laughs> and how There's people, a little thing called history. How people were treated. Fine. Carry on, Els. Teach yourself. <laughs> no, you're right. This is what I'm saying. It's very important. You don't have to eat any dangerous fish. So, why why so much fuss? Fush? Why, fush. Why, why so much fush? Why, fush, fush. Why so much fush? Uh, fuck off. <laughs> it's got to stay in. I'm sorry. Why so much fuss? Yes. Over the humble little blowfish. Hmm. Because one little blowfish, blowfish. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Contains a poison called tetrodotoxin. Mm. Heard of it? Sounds dangerous. Is it oh. similar to you, the coral from you last week? You were nodding <gasps> so confidently. You were like, yeah, I know no. this. I know my toxins. Um, and it contains it in its intestines, ovaries and liver. Is the blowfish a woman? All blowfishes are women. Well, some fish can switch, can't they? <gasps> I love that. Mm. Great. I don't know whether blowfish is one of them, or maybe a female blowfish. It's the deadly one. Has got yeah, maybe. Then I I didn't look into that to be honest. Um, and tetrodotoxin is one thousand two hundred times more deadly than cyanide. Holy fucking hell! And do you know how much you need to have to have a lethal dose? Like an atom or something, it would be nothing, a molecule. Yeah, it's a pin's head. Oh my god. Pin's head work. Why, why is it so point? Like, why is that little fish so poisonous? What's the point? Because it's like, don't fuck with me, please don't turn me into sushi, I will kill you if you do. Mm. Fair, fair enough, fair I would enough. be the same, I think. If we had like, things that could hook us out, I'd be like, if you turn me into sushi, mate, it's your dice. Game over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. your dice are Um, So... From one blowfish, it has a capacity to kill 30 people. Jesus. And how, like, they're that big, right? They're not, yeah, they're pretty small. They might yeah, be a the, bit bigger than that. The listeners can really see. Yeah. Listeners, I'm putting my hands together to make a sense. Something sort of like the size of two tennis balls, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. There's different... Fresh um, tennis balls, not tennis balls that have been eaten by dogs. Yeah. Fresh ones. <laughs> There's different types, so maybe they're all different sizes. Um, and there is no known antidote for the... I also think it's quite rare life. to die from this, right? Because it isn't prevalent. No, Unless like, you know what you're doing. So like, there wouldn't be an antidote because it's so small. Yeah, maybe they've just never... Maybe it's not been like top it's of just science rich people agenda. wanting to yeah. die swift death. Full disclosure, I always thought this is one of those things that was like, yeah, it's hyped, but like it's probably not that dangerous, really. But like if something's a thousand times more dangerous than cyanide, 
That's Don't fucking business. eat it. The thing is, though, These if you're lads. if you're going somewhere where you're paying two hundred pounds just for that, and like no one's full on on one sushi, like getting a you're getting a table's worth, aren't you? So you've got <laughs> you've got you've got money, and you're going somewhere where obviously the chefs have been trained. So you would feel maybe fairly confident that they know what they're doing and also apparently have to check it before it reaches you anyway. Mm. So unless you're getting some backstreet fugu, you're probably... Like in The Simpsons. Fine. But... I just think... Rich people, man. Like, stop it. You don't have... <laughs> Fine. Fine. You just don't have to do it. There's a thing where you could buy a burger and it was like five grand because it's got a bit of gold leaf in, or like a Knickerbocker Glory because it's got a bit oh, yeah. of gold leaf in. Stop it. Just calm you down. You just don't Start, need to do that. Yeah. Oh, it's got too much saffron. You don't need to do that. I don't think that you're any better because you've had a bit of fugu and survived. Like, yeah. sort of Russian roulette, my also, friend. Also, like, what flavour is gold leaf adding? Nothing. It's just fucking money. It just tastes like fucking money like what's the point Tastes which like is money, weird baby. that Goldschlager was only for students oh my oh, god I yeah. can never drink I got so drunk <laughs> on Goldschlager and bitter lemon <laughs> can, sorry well, sorry combined yeah, as a drink actually it's a great it's a great shout no, it's not. let's drink no, this before we not. go to my the eyes are thinking about it I'm listening to that was sorry and listening That's... to Blurred Lines which again not <laughs> very very me <laughs> terrible in Tottenham <laughs> with Nina and Jodie <laughs> I can't ever drink it again. Girl Schlager and bitter lemon. Oh, mate. That's, what do that's you mean the... bitter lemon? Like, just squeezing it straight in? No, the drink. What the you fuck? You know, like, old-fashioned old cl- cloudy lemonade, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you can buy a bitter lemon. Oh, can you? Yeah. From, like, but Morrison's. <laughs> to use Goldschlager is, like, the, the it's... signature... <laughs> But it's like, isn't it like cinnamon as well? Which is yeah, like, it is. It's, it's disgusting. Like it tastes, sambuca and it lemonade. Tastes, it tastes yeah, like you off, offset it with a bit of bitter lemon. No, you don't offset it. You make it And then you go out worse. in Dalston and you get fucked to jazz. And then <laughs> and you listen to Blurred Lines like 25 times on repeat. And then you can oh, never listen to it again. No. And then you realise it's misogynistic. <laughs> And then you spend the next day hungover watching 10 episodes of Dawson's Creek eating pizza and madness. No crying. <laughs> no crying. No I crying. Think I, cried. I think I cried when I was drunk, not when I was sober. Mm. Oh, the Goldschlager years. The Goldschlager so, years. So yeah, why is that? Smirnoff Goldschlager so yeah. cheap when everyone keeps adding it to Knickerbocker glories and spending all their fucking inheritance. My Goldschlager years were 18 to 19. Done. The Goldschlager year? Mine was yeah, 25 to 26. My so. Goldschlager year was 2007. Mm. That's I didn't. I didn't, hadn't heard about it until 2014, to be honest. So I heard about it really in my first year at uni. Behind the times. Mm. Went to a shit uni, clearly. I went, yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway. So anyway, back to the bowfish. Why um, is it always like the biggest tangents happen on your stories, Els? <laughs> It's because um, it's Sarah and I are gobshites. I'm such a raconteur. You're a raconteur and we're gobshites. I don't know if there's anything bah, 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 bah. else. I <laughs> just <laughs> absolutely live for audience participation. Excellent crowd work. You yeah. leave these kind of little silences in and me and Daddy are right in there. Bounce. Filling it. Filling you it guys with think, nonsense. You think you're in control, but I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, you're the puppet master. Yeah, yeah mate. Um, so, more than 60% of all fugu poisonings will end in death. Oh, good. 
Shocker. So, I mean, it's not 100%. Pretty high. Yeah, quite high still. Um, and once you've consumed the toxin, you have less than 60 minutes to get some respiratory treatment. And that's your only hope of surviving Holy. the effects of the poison. So there is not an antidote, but there's something that you can I think you can do. get some, like, I think if you can get on to some... Uh, stuff to help you with your what's going on with your lungs and things and you can come back from it or maybe if you're but but maybe it depends how much of a dose you've had how many Japanese paramedics do you reckon are rolling their eyes at like oh another fugu poisoning here we go blues and twos let's go out to that restaurant another fucking fugu poisoning fuck's sake same one same one again (laughs) you've had it five times this month can you stop it John Fuck! John! Fuck's sake! Leave the fugo alone! <laughs> it's not that nice. Yeah. Ain't Worse good, than mate. tuna, mate. Come on. Um, yeah, do you think it tastes... Do you think it's just the danger? No, yeah, it's the danger. Yeah. It's just the danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even taste that good. Um, so, how long does it take for the puffer fish poison to kill you? Anywhere from 20 minutes to 24 hours. Mm. Fuck. 20 minutes. I know. And how many people die from the pufferfish sushi yearly? Ooh. 200. Less. Oh, I would okay. go, I'm going to go like 60. More. 75. More. 120. Less. 19. Less. <laughs> 105. Less. 100. Yes. Oh. More than, it? sorry, more than. Okay. So it could be 109. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's 105. 200. More than 100 people die annually from pufferfish poisoning. That's um, more than sharks. Globally, yeah. I think. Um, almost all can like result from people eating it. Um, and throughout history, thousands have met their demise from fugu poisoning, primarily in Japan and China, um, because it's more readily found in the old restaurants over there. Um, why do people take the risk? Yeah, Why? It's said to be the most delicious of all the fish. No, it's not. Oh, shit. I mean, maybe I'll say that, and then when I make my millions, I'm going to go eat some figo. So. Fine. I mean, I'm not going to stop you, but I would just give you the facts again. I just say, just just listen, listen to this, this one. Listen to this on the way to Japan. And then just make, make your mind about it. But yeah. My yeah, immediate yeah. question... I'm also assuming you've got a list of other deadly foods, and we've really lingered on fugu. But I have, I do but have... to be honest, like it was, it's quite short. It's more of a whistle stop tour of some others. So. Fine. I have a question about fugu. Yeah. So, if they're asking Elsa's the chef, she doesn't Are you know. Not blowfish. <laughs> Am I a blowfish? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I never knew that about you. Interesting. Um, so if the chef's chef is like sampling it before he, he or she brings it to your table, yeah, that's all well and good. But if it doesn't kill you straight away, it's like, well, then are there yeah. just two corpses in the restaurant at the end of the night. That's where all these figures are mounting up, isn't it? Mm, double oh, it up, maybe, yeah. But maybe you get some sort of effect quite quickly, like something's not right. But it's then what? The so what if the chef has a bit? Oh, it's fine give it to him and he has it two hours later they both die but maybe they have to so they have to prepare the whole fish so maybe they have to like try a bit from each but in the simpsons <laughs> they only cut one half they cut a bit and it deflates and then they have like a certain area that they can use and i'm pretty sure the simpsons is, is relatively accurate they've only got like a 
a small kite amount that you can actually use. It's not the whole fish. Well, that would make sense because a lot of it's covered in poison. It's probably. I think it's very accurate. Also, puffer fish or pliff. Pluffer fish? Puffer fish or blowfish? Blowfish. Did I say puffer fish? Sorry. Yeah, but in The Simpsons it is a No, it's a blowfish. It is a blowfish. They're very similar because they puff up, right? Blowfishes aren't always expanded. (laughs) Inflated. Are they? I've not been down there enough to see them. I don't know. I reckon it's a situation like... If you had a chick- a roast chicken, I don't think it's like a kite-shaped square that you can eat of the fish. If if all the poison is in their digestive system, their ovaries and their liver, liver, I reckon it's like a a roast chicken situation where you can eat all the flesh around it, but if you touch the giblets, you're dying. Or if you touch like the innards, you're dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can have all of the nice like white flesh around it. Yeah, but if it's so. quite small, like you know, like when you eat a sardine, and then you have to eat the whole, all of it. Like it's yeah, all right. loads left. You eat the whole thing. Um. Yeah. Anyway, it's meant to be the most delicious of all the fish, and it's served in paper paper thin slices by chefs who know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Um. And despite the risk, over ten thousand tons of fugu are consumed every year whoa and over 40 types are available in japan wow 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 40 wow, wow. types mm. what does that even mean of blowfish different different blowfish because i think it was like the tiger blowfish or something that was like the most deadly the so i think also that's why it differs on if you have it like what your symptoms are whether you die from it and how long it might be like how deadly the fish that you I'll try the is. one that I might get a bit ill from. I won't try the one that I'll definitely die from. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so I've got a few other on the list. Though. Actually, that went on a little longer than I was Just anticipating. Just tell us the ones. Give us, tell give us, us, us your favourite. Just give us some top lines. Um, Aki. You know Aki? No. So it's um, a fruit found in Jamaica. And I have had it once. And it's quite... From what I had, and this was just... I think... I don't know where... It, well, I know where I had it. I had it in a restaurant in Bristol, but um, it was um, quite. I had it with saltfish and like dumplings, and it had quite a like soft feel to it, almost a bit like scrambled egg or like silken tofu. Mm. That's what I remember. But it was about ten years ago that I had it, and I've not had it since. Um, so it's quite popular in Jamaica. It's originally native to West Africa, and if it's not eaten properly it can cause a sickness that has been dubbed the jamaican vomiting sickness um which can lead to coma or death and that's because unripe ackee fruit contains a poison called called hypoglycin um and so anyone that prepares it must be careful to wait until the fruit's protective pods turn red and open naturally and once open, the only edible portion is the yellow arily, which surrounds toxic black seeds. Um, but with that risk, is a is a lovely payoff. What else have we got in your list, Els? Leafy greens. What? What does that mean? Deadly. So things like spinach, lettuce, what? arugula, which is sp- uh, rocket. Rocket and which kale. Which is the best one? Oh, no, I hate rocket. <gasps> I love rockets. No. I don't. I don't love rockets. I don't like it. 
I can have it in small amounts, but if someone like, I wouldn't take a rocket salad. Mm, I would. It's the best one. Fine. Um, they were yeah, listed even. uh as the riskiest foods of. It's quite an old article, two thousand and nine, ten years ago. Um, because don't they thin your blood? Well, possibly, but they were linked to. 363 outbreaks um, of neurovirus, which is often spread by, like, unwashed hands, basically, so badly. But didn't um, didn't that the exact same thing happen with romaine lettuce, like, last year? Yeah, in America, that was a big deal. So there you go, lettuce. Fuck, I never wash, never wash, and actually anything that I buy. Sometimes it's good for you. I wash, but then I always think, like, what's water going to do? I washed lettuce after um, we heard about the slug. Mm. What, there was a slug in there? No. Slugs are fine. I like slugs. I washed, um, I made something for dinner last night and I used tomatoes that Matt's grown. No oh, way! Yeah. I love that. that I love so that. so wholesome, the good life. Uh, washed them quite a lot, though, because there's yeah. a lot of foxes in our garden. Yeah, fine. And spiders fair. all over them. They got a piss somewhere. And spiders. Yeah. But I think that's really fair, but if you buy it from a shop packaged, I kind of feel like, yeah. Mm, if I'm paying 95p for it, they should have washed it. Also, contaminants include E. coli and salmonella, mm. both of which can be introduced during the production phase if the greens come into contact with animal manure. Mm, yeah, I guess. I guess. Rob I Delaney guess. got hepatitis C from a fruit basket. What? what? Hep C's non. You can't get over that either. Or B. B or C. He got a hep- he got hepatitis from a fruit basket. Mad. I didn't know that. What's last on your list? Mushrooms. Well, we all know about them. We Deadly all know mushrooms. about that. I don't need to say anymore. They are pricks can kill if you get the poisonous ones because you forage them on your own and you don't know what you're doing. But you're not going to buy those from Sainsbury's, are you? So, no. Ha. Imagine if one, like, plopped in there by mistake. Well, you, you hear that about, like, really dangerous spiders plopping up in um, bananas. Mm. I always think about hate bananas. spiders when I'm in bananas sections. <laughs> when I'm in bananas. When I'm with the bananas. <laughs> Hanging out with the bananas. Very good, Els. Yeah, really enjoyable. Thanks. So, not that this has been a particularly doomy, gloomy episode. It's been pretty light. Um, To turn our attention away from unusual deaths, we talk about girl crushes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And girl crushes are basically just girls and women that we think are doing good things... Funny things, clever things, shallow things, doesn't matter. Anything. Whatever. Yeah. Any things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notable girls and women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a random one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll just start with that. So my girl crush this week is April Balacio. Balacio. And it's basically, she is the reason for this new podcast that I'm listening to, which is called The Clearing. 
Uh, so she grew up as... Is it about A-level results day? Wee. Sorry. Imagine if it was. That'd be so fucking dull. It's quite stressful to some people. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Um, don't mean to detract from April. Go. So she was the she is the daughter of Edward Wayne Edwards, who um, is a known murderer. Ooh. So she called a detective in two thousand and nine to tell him about her suspicions, and that call led to her father's arrest and eventual convic- conviction of multiple murders. Fuck. So the reason this all started was because she said. Um, there were some weird things happening in my childhood. We went from this town to this town to this town. I googled cold case in one of the towns that we lived and this thing came up and I remember some of these weird memories. But then basically, that so that happened. He is a murderer. He has been convicted of murders and he's admitted to murders. But then he was also potentially the um, reason for behind the Zodiac murders, the Black no. Dahlia. Um, he was blamed for, um, fuck, what's her name? JonBenet Ramsey. And our fave podcast, My Favourite Murder, mentioned, I think they've done a story about him because in the first episode of this um, podcast, they use a clip from one of their live shows. Oh. So this whole podcast premise is the clearing of all these other murders that he's been accused of outside of the ones that he definitely did do and he was acquitted, uh, accused of and, and uh, admitted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so his name is Edward Wayne Edwards. Um, he was a serial killer, but he wasn't the serial killer that everybody accused him of. Yeah. Um, but the reason this all came about is because of April um, Balasico or Balasio, obviously originally April Edwards, um, who, you know, had the kind of where the wherewithal to put it all together and call the FBI in the first place. So I really recommend wow. the podcast. That is insane. What an intense thing to have to do. Yeah, Jeez. mad. And also, it's, it's really interesting cause, because the guy that does this podcast really talks to her one-on-one, talks about like her journey, all of the things that put it all together. There's been like some really big lulls in their conversation where April wouldn't talk to him and things like that. It's really fucking fascinating. I'm only like three or four episodes in. It's really good. It's called The Clearing. I really recommend it. Get on it if you like true crime. Mm. That sounds interesting. Great girl crush. Um, my girl crush is Bolu Babalola this week. Bolu, you haven't already done her, have you? No, but see okay, if you saw it with her. Do you know? No. Yeah, they used to literally sit next to each other. Oh my work. god, I love her. So she's so funny on Twitter. Much. She's oh so my funny. god, she's so good. So. She's a writer, she's a journalist, uh, she's done pieces for Dazed and various other things. She's written a book, I believe, or is going to yeah, write a book. Yeah. So Headline Publishers is publishing her debut retelling love stories from mythology. Yeah, so basically she has she is writing a book. It's coming in, well, in 2019, I guess, or 2020. Um. But she's a writer. But more importantly, she's fucking brilliant on Twitter. Love her so much. It's so interesting that Steve works like yeah. next to her. Um, because two of my pals, BBC book, BBC comedy. That's where she oh, worked. Oh, that makes Before sense. Before she left. So her Twitter handle is at bbabs b e e b a b s. Um, 
so I know t- two of my pals have basically met her at parties and just like run up to her and said like I love your writing and run off one yeah. of them's Vicky who listens hi Vicky hi, you Vicky. met her um, and one is because she doesn't <laughs> but yeah she's fucking she's too cool to listen to this she's far too cool to listen to this um, but yeah, Bolly is like fucking hilarious on Twitter. Like gives me a really, like as a kind of English white girl, just like gives me a really good insight into black Twitter and like being a, Nigeri- a British Nigerian person. Like just, she's just fucking great. Find her really, really funny. Really, yeah, I, I really love her. My biggest crush stemmed from her Love Island tweets. I was going to say, yeah, she's a big um, Love Island advocate. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, she was a joy to follow during Love Island. Oh, damn. Um, and obviously Ovi being, like, oh. the absolute superstar that he is, she's, like, made predictions about him not being... There's a very, very funny trope that she makes. So sorry if you didn't watch Love Island, but fuck you. <laughs> she was like Thanks. Ovi's too good for like a boohoo man you know how like every man from Love Island goes all on to women. do like boo- oh yeah, yeah. But, but basically like every boy who's in Love Island goes to do a boohoo man thing she's like no no not Ovi like he's too good for this he's going to be like hot, hot couture yeah. and then like he Ovi posted um, a photo of him with Edward Eniafel from British Vogue and yeah. she's like why did I tell you oh my god yeah. <laughs> like, I was like yeah um, so Bolly, Bolu Babalolo is my girl crush. I think Bolly's a great shout. Very good shout. Thanks. Nice. Else, uh, mine is Ava DuVernay. Oh, nice one. Mm-hmm. Because I just finished watching When They See Us. Oh. Yeah. I can't face it yet. I'm I'm like gearing myself up to it. I need to be yeah. in a good headspace. We have to, as white people, watch it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Of course we have to. Yeah. It's. And was was the was the thirteenth the thing that she did before then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, she did the thirteenth. Yeah, she did. 13th, oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Just as Selma, which I haven't, I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, it just I we I've been like literally I finished watching when they see us last night and you've watched Chernobyl and then when they see us, which yeah. is like both very hard going. Break out with Strange Things. Okay, okay fine. Got a lot good. of time on my hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, two really heavy going things. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I've seen the documentary about it. Yeah, and that's what it I've just, seen. Yeah, hits home what happened. I think the dramatization. I mean, I, yeah, I watched the documentary and that was, you understand what happened and then the dramatization of it. And like, I know that actually. So for, like, just... for those who don't know, it's about the five about young Central men Park five that were that, uh, accused, like, accused of killing a woman in the 90s. Not killing, yeah, it's it was oh, in 1989. Um, Attacking five and raping, right? boys from Harlem um, uh, got coerced into confessing. Super young, right? Like 13, 14, 14 15, 15, 16. And the 16-year-old got sent to... Adult prison because of the, and the sixteen-year-old so wasn't even on the list that the police were after. But he agreed to go to the station no. to accompany his friend. He had like learning difficulties. He was partially deaf, and he got like beaten and coerced into giving. And the way that they do it, the way that the dramatization shows it, is that they're basically they've got the names of these boys. They don't know each other, and the police who don't allow parents or guardians or anyone else to be in the room with them, who don't allow them out of the room, who don't 
feed them, who don't let them go to the toilet or whatever for 24 hours, say, you just need to tell me. If you tell me what these other boys were doing, you're a witness. If you're a witness, I'll let you go, but you need to tell me. So tell me, what was Kevin doing when? And they're like, uh, Kevin, who's Kevin? Yeah, who's Kevin? Like, what What was he doing? So like, okay, yeah, uh, Kevin, Kevin was holding her down. Oh, so okay, so horrible. tell me what Corey was doing. Um, okay, yeah, Corey was the one that did that because they're feeding them this information because they... To get out. To get out. To get out. And because they're tiny, tiny, tiny teenage boys. It's kind of like, obviously it's not the same because obviously um, black Americans and Hispanics obviously have a much, much worse ride. But similar what happened to Brandon Dassey in Making a Murderer, mm. yeah. whereas he was coerced into his yeah. confession. Yeah. And it was like, you were a witness. What did Stephen do? Yeah, what yeah. did Stephen do? Did he do this? How did Stephen do this? Yeah. And it's completely coerced. It's absolutely not truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, there's a big thing about... Um, someone talking about when it came out on Netflix that she was, they were like, oh my God, Ava, how could you sell out to Pepsi like this? Because one of the shots had a picture of a Pepsi can like in the forefront of the thing and everybody <laughs> leapt to the fence being like, this is a fucking photo. This is a based photo. Like Ava is obviously not going to accept paid advertisements in a fucking, well, it's not a documentary, but like a, what, what? Well, this was like What's product it placement yeah. and when they see us. And it's like, that's actually what happened. Like, they, they'd say, oh, we can give you some, we can give you some pop, we can give you some fizzy drinks, we can get you some sweets, we can get you some, like, whatever you want, like McDonald's Burger King. That's what they do. They, like, try and sweet talk you with some fucking basic necessities. Mm. And that's sometimes what the only thing that they get in 24 hours, like a drink, a glass of water, a burger. Mm. And it just, I don't know. I just, yeah. I it's yeah. I need to watch it. I really need to watch it. I know that I do, but it's just. I've seen the Central Park Five documentary, and mm. it is mad. Mm. And it's also fucking mad that the president is still the person that took out a full page yeah. article, calling on the death penalty, calling for the death penalty, and still believes that they are guilty of the crime. Does he still believe they're guilty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a massive fucking racist. That's awful. It is. It's hard. It's hard going it's kind of hopeful in the end but you have to get through a lot of yeah i cried through every single episode yeah <laughs> but um she's a great storyteller though isn't she yeah either? well the girl crush is supposed to lighten the mood but i would say that's <laughs> sorry yeah but like yeah it has it's, but yeah, it's, it's important good. it's important and i feel like there's i saw this like massive tr- twitter thread i can't remember who started it and it was lots of white people saying oh it's, it's too harrowing i can't watch it and then lots of like t- black people saying you need to watch fucking it. watch it yeah. you need to fucking watch it like it's harrowing it's it's reality for us That's what it's I harrowing for you to watch in your fucking comfort of your living oh, room no. watch it this is what we go through on a daily basis and yeah. it's really important and and yeah i know the story enough and Obviously, that I think the documentary is a great way to widen it out, and I know that I need to watch it. Very good shout, Els. Thank you very much. Good one. So this is episode thirty-nine. We didn't even like. Oh yeah, so, we didn't preamble. So it, next fortnight, in two weeks' time, we're doing our fortieth, which is our celebrity special. Yeah, can't wait for that. I already know what I'm doing. I do think you? I know what I'm going to do. I think do, I know actually. what I'm yeah. doing. Actually, I'm going <laughs> fucking old school. Oh. Old school. Um, and then after that, we're going to have a break. We're going to have a... Duration TBC. 
TBC. Um, we'll let you know. And episode 41, Kev's in. He's doing his story. Yeah. I've, I've held him to it today. I was like... So what we're trying to do is um, mix it up a bit for you guys, the listeners, and have more real life stories and also um, retelling of interesting stories. Friends of the podcast who have their stories to tell, whether it's literally what's happened to them or... Yeah, so we're just trying to mix it up a little bit and make it a little bit more interesting. um, So there'll be a little bit of a change of format in the next iteration, but... Thanks for sticking with us for this long. There's actually far more of you than there was 20 episodes ago, so thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and always, like, we're at whatawaypod at gmail.com if you've got any comments or suggestions, and on Twitter and LinkedIn, no, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Imagine if we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> Pop that in. Uh, um, and on... Director at What A Way To Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Co-founder. Um, oh, fuck. I didn't even give myself a high enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking... And Instagram at What A Way Pod. So any comments, suggestions or whatever, um, it's all in our um, uh, reviews of this year that we need to get better at social media. So we're going to be doing that moving forward as well. And also... In our break, we'll hopefully be talking about previous episodes and getting you excited about listening to things that you haven't listened to before, unless you're a dedicated listener, which if you are, thanks very much. But yeah, so oh fuck, we should talk about John from my work, whose whose fucking grandfather was yeah mad. Robert's... That's so mad. Let me get the tweet. Up. Let me get a tweet. Let me get the WhatsApp up. We have to do a shout out to John from my work, who. Dougal Robertson from last my story. Your story last yeah. week. It was John's grandfather's younger brother. Yeah, that's mad. That is so mad. Don't we should you? have put that on Instagram, to be honest. Yeah. Well, we're just putting it in the podcast now. Yeah. So out to John and your Thanks. grandfather's. That is amazing. Brother. I love, I love obscure connections like that. I love it so much. Unbelievable. Mad madness. Anyway. All right, then. We'll see you in 39. Have Thanks a good for listening. Bank holiday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> going to be the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See you next week. See you next week. We'll just see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.